0: Well, good afternoon, church. We just heard another sermon from First Peter. This was First Peter three verses eight through twelve. This was a very uh, practical sermon, so we have lots of homework that we can go home and study. I think I took uh, you know several pages of notes, just little little snippets, little nuggets uh, of what Kyle said. Um, let's start out with this. Start with a little icebreaker, Mike. I'll, I'll ask you first. What are some uh, instructions for life that you've you've given your kids? You're the one here with, with grown children.
1: Yeah. Well. Um, one of the, I would say something every morning, and it, and it doesn't have any deep theological meaning or anything like that. But I, as they were getting in the car, I would say, have a good day, put in a good day's work, and remember you're somebody. <laughs> and every day, and so even to this day, they can remember that. And it wasn't, you know, real deep, anything like that, but
0: that's, that's what I said.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's
0: great. Uh, Daniel, what are, what are some, uh, I guess, some pieces of, of instruction for life that you remember your parents giving you?
2: Yeah, so one of the things my dad really instilled in me, and I, it was not, it wasn't like I, I didn't have anything verbatim that I memorized that he gave, but it was just keep learning, because uh, he would give examples of his work, and just other people's work, and just the observations he would make, and he wouldn't, you know, he never came home and like spilled the beans and complained about people at all, that wasn't it, but he would just say, it's so, it's so important to not just get a job, and then just... That's that's it now I'm good I've arrived you've never arrived always continue learning and so I I see that in my own life of like well I, I do I want to do that I don't and I don't attribute that to any kind of natural thing within me or something my dad instilled me and into me and, and by God's grace uh, I, I do I try to learn <laughs> so I uh,
0: I remember my dad had some some little sayings or things that he would say often um, one of them was, you hear this from other people, you are who you're with. I don't think he said it quite that mm-hmm. way. Um, but which is sort of a biblical principle, you know, bad company corrupts. And it doesn't mean you don't talk to, to people who are up to no good, but, mm-hmm. but don't be known as, as a part of that crowd. Another one I remember him saying is if you think it's wrong, it probably is. Nice. And, yep. uh, which yep. <laughs> is really a, uh, a, a lesson about not searing your, your conscience. Yes. Um, I guess I'm, I'm going with three. I had three. Nice. In my um, <laughs> my, uh, my father-in-law actually told me this one, and I, I guess this is a saying I'd never heard it before. But uh, he says, always remember the the first rule of wing walking: don't let go of what you got until you got a hold of something else. So I thought that was a <laughs> yeah. a great piece That's of advice, especially yeah. when, you That's know good. when you're looking for a job or something like that. Right? Don't don't leave your job before you have another one. Yeah. Um, Okay, so just kind of broadly what what stood out to you in today's sermon? lots of practical nuggets what what's something mm-hmm. that stood out to you
2: yeah there there were there were a lot of things the so so one one thing in particular that was said it's that it's that this is not hard to understand these concepts, this practical how how to live it's not hard to understand it's hard to do and something I just wrote down that i I was like this I need to plead for dependence on the Spirit. Yeah. Because I have so many times, uh, my wife can testify to this, where uh, I experienced a lot through seminary where I would just, I would get to a point, I'm like, I don't know. I, I, do, I do know how to rely on the Lord, but I also don't, because I'm just not pleading for, for dependence from the Spirit. Right. And um, uh, so that, that just, when, when I saw that, it, it's not hard to understand, it's hard to do. I was like, I, I need to, even even right now, during the sermon and, and even now, just like, Spirit, please <laughs> help me be dependent on you.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and I wrote that down in big letters that the Holy Spirit must enable me yes. uh, to to get this because I will fail at this moment. I have. It's not yeah. that I will in the future tense, which I will, but I have in the past yeah. and I will now. But I, I think what I really stood out to me, and you said it in the question itself, that did, did you hear, it? he gave us practical examples all the way through mm-hmm. uh, the the part on how to live among um, the redeemed. So there's no, I mean, he gave us practical, and, and I like, that's the blue collar in me, and I want to say, well, wh- what do I do this? Now, what I found myself doing was, this, I wrote, I need to live these. Then I realized, as Kyle goes through it, that it's, um, I'm not going to be able to, it's got to be the Holy Spirit that, yes. that, that enables me.
0: Yeah. I thought something really interesting that he said. I love that he, he did this math, but he said that oh, yeah. there are three hundred and forty seven thousand possible relationships yeah. just in our church. And that's just I assume he meant just among the members of the church. Right. That's not even including the you know several hundred people who were here who were not members. So I don't know that's probably millions of possible relationships, Gosh. millions of of um, potential conflicts that yes. that may need resolved. And I think it's a testament to to how well this church is doing in that area. Now, that doesn't happen passively. That's not something that just mm-hmm. you know we just happen to have uh, a, a lot of unity in this church. But it's something that um, that that the leadership certainly strives to mm-hmm. to um, to make sure that it continues uh, that there's that there's unity in the church. So I just think that's a great testament to this church and something that we we need to continue. Um, Focusing on yes, it,
1: it, and just going by that, when he said that unity is built in mm-hmm. in the church, our responsibility right. is to maintain to maintain it. it yes, mm-hmm. and, yeah, that was uh, good. That, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. We don't have to. We don't manufacture unity. Right. So yeah. it's it's a, another gift of Christ. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Um, so so Kyle talked about five ways to live among the redeemed, and I'm just going to read them quickly. Uh, maintain unity. Express sympathy. Show brotherly love possess a tender heart, and demonstrate humility. So um, he he tied that in with the gospel. So let's talk about that in light of the gospel. How is the gospel displayed in doing these things?
2: Yes. I I would say first and foremost, every single one of these is just you you can't escape uh, the gospels themselves. So Jesus did these perfectly. Mm -hmm. And you see Jesus expressing sympathy. You see him with a tender heart toward toward the lost, he demonstrated humility. Of all the people that doesn't need to demonstrate humility, he did it, mm-hmm. and so we have that perfect example. Um, and <clears throat> and then and then inside of that, it's just uh, it, it's it's counter it's counter culture to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's more it's more in it, our current culture to do some of these to to a point. Um, but but not overwhelmingly show like brotherly love. There there's a, uh, a a cultural push for us to to be offended by things and then to not offer any way of salvation or any way of forgiveness. Yeah. But the fact is is that if if brotherly love is front and center of everything that we do because of what Christ has has told us to do. Um, and this was mentioned in the. In the sermon, we know it's true of, of Jesus's words that we, like, that's how, that's how people know we are true followers of Christ if we love one another, and that's, that's the pinnacle, uh, and so to be to be someone showing brotherly love to another member, uh, and it, and it kind of goes back to what, what Peter was telling wives, right, um, so that they would, some of the husbands, if they were unbelieving, they would be won without a word by the conduct of their wives, Uh, there are believers or there are unbelievers who will just see the way that us Christians act toward each other and they're just going to be like I want that (laughs) I've met a lot of people who they have family members who it's like well yeah we're not really religious but I want the marriage that my sister has and she's religious so maybe I need to be religious too Mm -hmm. and it turns out well they're not just religious they're Christian Mm -hmm. Um, so I could I could go on but that's that's what I, what I really focused in on with this. Yeah, and
1: it really not a whole lot to add there. This is the gospel. This is what Jesus Christ lived out with the unity and the brotherly love and, and, and as we go through all that. Mm-hmm. So the privilege for me is to live out the gospel by doing these things. If I, uh, like you said, we plead with the Holy Spirit, Lord, help me to maintain unity. Mm-hmm. Help me to show brotherly love. In effect, I am resembling my Savior, and I am living literally living out the gospel in my church. And I don't want to forget the second part either—is uh, how to deal with the pagans too, because we see Christ <laughs> deal with those that were lost in the same way that that Peter is telling us that this is how we have to live out. So once again, even with living with the pagans, that we are we are living actually living
0: out the gospel by by falling. So yeah well, you guys want to add anything else? Any other thoughts?
2: I think the only other thing that just struck me during the, the sermon too was it, it is just a call for others focused living. Um, it's just very easy to get settled into just trying to take care of myself mm-hmm. and and but but we are called to something so much greater than ourselves and our own our, our tiny lives. Yeah. And, and again, Jesus modeled this for us perfectly. He was, he was centered on the Father's plan for him, and he, which implied and then made it clear that like he was others-focused, mm-hmm. constantly focusing on others. He was not concerned about somebody hurting him. He was concerned with rightly offending and rightly loving others. And that, that was just his constant. So I, I see that. Like that's, it's a, it's a wake-up call Uh, to, to all of us to not live a, a self and an inwardly focused life, Mm -hmm. but it's others focused.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anything to add? That's good. All right. Well, church, uh, we will be back next week, uh, July 11th with who's preaching next week. Dan Dan Herbst. Dan Herbst. Dan (laughs) Herbst will be back next week and, uh, he will be preaching. Uh, we're going to, um, I don't know who's on the panel next week, but we will, we will see you uh, next week, Sunday afternoon.
1: Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.